I'm Rebecca. And I'm Krabeshni. And welcome to Building with Builders. Our podcast where we believe that building is fun. Super fun. So much fun. Build Her Collective was created to help women with building and renovating. And we believe that with the right tools, everyone can build. For us, it's all about encouraging women to take back control of the building process and really achieve their dreams. We are women in the building industry, and as developers, builders, and project managers, it's our passion to share everything we know with other women doing the same. And that's why we've created this podcast for you. So if you love all things building, you're into design, keen on the numbers, about to renovate, thinking and dreaming of that forever home and what it would look like, or even developing for profit, then you've found your family. Subscribe to our podcast and follow our journey over at buildhercollective.com.au. Welcome to this episode of Building with Build Her, our podcast. In this episode, I wanted to chat with you really quickly about what to expect when you are getting a fee proposal from an architect. So we often get asked the question, how does an architect charge? And we thought it'd be really interesting to sit down with you and just explain that a little bit because they can charge in different ways. Let's get our terminology right first off. When you are seeking out a quote from an architect, you are asking for a fee proposal. Sometimes they might call it a fee estimate. Sometimes it could be called a return brief. And there's kind of a little bit of a distinction as to why they use the different types of documents. So a fee estimate um, is not necessarily cut in stone or it's not a fixed price. It could mean that you have some services in there that are floating or that are dependent on something else or aren't actually concrete. And um, that's totally fine. So when you're asking for your fee proposal, an architect may look at your job and they're going to try to understand what are you actually trying to build. So as much information as you can give them, the better. We do have an architect's brief, which we give to our builders to use because we believe when you give a defined set of information and a clear document with a brief to a designer, they're automatically understanding your job a little bit more. And when you're very brief and, oh, I'm just looking for a quote to build me a house, but you don't say what's included in that. There's so much uh, room for error and float in that fee because there's so much undefined. So a document that sets the tone for all the designers would be great because then you know you're getting prices that are roughly aligned with the same scope of works. So they're going to look at your job and they're, they're really determining a scope of works and they're working out how much is it going to cost them to do that job for you. Now, there are two parts of a creative design service. There's the creative design service, obviously, and then there's the nitty gritty documentation. So an architect can charge you as much as they like based on their experience and their creativity and design IP that they're bringing to your job. And there's a lot of design, intense creative work that's happening at the very beginning of the project. So when they're sort of doing that concept design and they might have juniors in their team or drafts people who might be documenting and drafting out the other parts of the document. Some architects will just give you a lump sum price based off your construction budget. Now, everyone who asks you ask to price is going to ask you what the construction budget is. And you want to make sure you give them that budget, excluding fees and other costs and authorities and permits and contingencies. You want them to have the neat construction budget. And it needs to be a realistic budget as well. So we do sometimes see people giving an architect a really low construction budget to try and get their fees down. And we don't recommend doing that. It needs to be an accurate construction budget so they can base the level of work and services required. Now, you're engaging them for professional services and you might get a fee proposal back to you, which is broken down into phases. And that's the way I prefer it. 
Now those phases might look like an initial con uh, an initial briefing stage. Uh, they might then be coming out to do a site measure and just uh, getting a lay of the land and looking at the refurbishment or looking at the site. Then they'll move into the next stage, which will be a conceptual stage. Um, then they might have a design development or a working drawing stage where they're doing more documentation. And at the end of the, the fee, they might have a contract admin stage where they can actually liaise with the builder on your behalf and manage the build for you on your behalf. And you could engage them for up to different stages. You don't always have to engage an architect for the full scope of the fee. An example of that might be you've just moved into a property and you really want to understand what the conceptual options are for you. Could you extend here? Can you renovate there? It's, it's something that we help our builders with all the time, but it really helps to get a designer in to really work through those issues. But there is a fee involved. And so you might just engage them up to that concept design. And then maybe it's going to take you a couple of years to work through your financing and, and sit down with a concept and really understand it. And that's all right too. Different architects will want to work in different ways. Different architects will price the job in different ways. Some important considerations when you're looking through a fee would be things like understanding the tax obligation, so whether it's inclusive of tax or exclusive of tax, understanding what their hourly rate is, and what is defined as out-of-scope works. And I'll give you an example of that. If you engage an architect to design a home for you, like a full design service, but you haven't said that you want to have a pool and a pool house, then when you do ask them to design the pool in the pool house, that is a fair and reasonable additional fee to do that scope of works. So with architects and designers, yes, you absolutely can get variations and there will be variations because often we don't understand the full breadth of the scope of services that we require when we engage them unless you're, you've learned about that process and you understand the ins and outs. And sometimes even then you still might miss a few things. Now, there are subconsultants and you may engage an architect to um, hire and manage a subconsultants or as we teach and build her and develop her in our courses that you can actually manage a subconsultant yourself and you can save a lot of money doing that. So there are lots of different ways that an architect or design service will give you a fee proposal. It is great to be able to have an open conversation about the fee and about what's included and, and make sure you really truly understand what service you are buying from them.